Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast, IGTV, YouTube. This is your place to come each and every week for tips, tools, and inspirational interviews to help you optimize your habits so you can thrive in life and business. And this week we have on Andrea Adams Miller. She is known as the lady in red and she is an international publicist super stacked bio so awesome i met her uh through a networking group that we're in called be connected and really incredible community and we hit it off um, really fast and as she filled out the show notes i was like wow hot damn this woman's on fire (laughs) she's been on cbs nbc pbs 2020 time magazine e-news forbes huffington post i could keep going she shared the stage with jack canfield anthony hopkins I mean, this woman, Les Brown, Brian Tracy, Jason Alexander, I mean, she's a powerhouse and she's a really, really badass entrepreneur. So I wanted her to come on the show. We're going to talk all things entrepreneurship and do what we always do here, which is bring you valuable tips to help you grow your business and see life from a different perspective and just optimize yourself. So welcome to this show today, Andrea. Well, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I've had a, a lot of fun uh, in engaging and interacting with you already. And 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 she's got, I put her on a whole bunch of shows as well. Uh, so uh, lots of fun things for both of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that when we get to create when Wednesday, it was funny. I was talking to someone about our meeting. I said, I don't know if I've ever had such a productive meeting where we scheduled out about 10 episodes really, in, you know, in an hour <laughs> with yep, all kinds of different done. amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So so share, actually, first, I, I want to start with what's a quote that has, what's a quote that you live by? So, so thank you for asking that. Um, that's one of the things that we ask on one of the shows oh, by nice. the executive producer. Um, and and mine is is one that I wrote uh, a long time ago when I worked in law enforcement. Um, I worked with uh, um, a man who was my friend, also my boss, and um, we just would talk about very poignant things. And at one time, I remember talking to him, and I gave him some advice, and I said, "If you don't quench the fire in your heart, it's destined to burn forever." Mm. And I realized in that moment that that related to me too. That if you don't whether it's a relationship or a dream or a bucket list item, if you don't fulfill that passion and quench that fire, it just keeps burning and burning at you and you don't want to live a life of regret. So take care of it. Mm, That's a good one. I'm curious. Sometimes I think about regret, like living a life of regret. What do you think about regret and steps you've taken? Like what are some big moments in your business building adventures where you go, like this perspective on mistakes is what I'm thinking about and regret, right? Like I would love to hear from you some places where you've had the ups and downs in your business building adventures. And then we'll talk about the different types of businesses that you sure, have. Sure. Well, it's been funny because um, I was just on a show where they were asking me where I missed my mark or where a client has missed a mark. And so, so thank you for asking me about this because it's important for us, I think, to be real and authentic about what happens in our world. And for me, every time that I thought, that I uh, faltered or I was failing or making a mistake in my business, I now realize in hindsight, because of my ability to shift quickly and to be adaptable and flexible, that whatever it was, I didn't have to face it with regret, but in the moment. 
Mm-hmm. And like, I might've done something and thought, oh, I don't know if I, that was the right thing to say. And in the moment, uh, maybe someone didn't like it or whatever, but immediately afterwards, I'm like, oh, that actually was like the best thing that could have happened. So one thing I can share that started out as a regret, but quickly changed into the best thing that ever happened to me in business was could have, could have, if I had framed it differently in my life, could have been the biggest regret of ever, um, was I worked for a company. Um, I'm the red carpet connection. I wear red every day of my life. Always, always, always. And I had a company that wanted to hire me and they wanted me to wear black. Now I'm okay with the fact that they needed me to do that for when I'm taking photography because I'm also a photographer. And so if I'm doing a, you know, a celebrity event, um, if I'm going to be on stage, okay, that makes sense that I need to pop behind someone. However, most of the things that I'm at, they're fine that I'm in red because I pop on, take a quick picture and I'm off, I'm gone. So it's not like I'm standing up there for hours or whatever. And yes, I am distracting because I'm in red, but it's like that. So everyone else seems to be very forgiving. Now, had they asked me just to wear black when I'm doing the camera shots and stuff, that would have been fine. But it was the way that they approached me and the way that they were so negative. They wanted me, well, this is their list of things. They said, Andrea, we don't want you to wear red anymore. And we don't want you to sing because I sing. And by the way, I also was allowed to present when I was on stage. And they told me, when you present, don't sing. Uh, oh, okay. And they said, and we're, we're this smiling all the time. Like, knock it off. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, so now I'm in black. I look depressed, you know. Um, you're too loud. You're too loud. You're too much. You're too much. Tone it down. Tone it down. Okay. So now I'm muted. I'm look depressed. <laughs> I'm trying to be small and quiet. I'm in black. And they still weren't happy with me. They just like, they just always were. And I remember I wrote, I was in my bed the night that they called and told me all this stuff that they hated about me. And I wrote it all down. I think I still have the piece of paper somewhere. And for a day or two, I literally cried about that, about how I I had to stop being all these things to make these people happy. And then I got to realizing that the people that I was at the event, the people who experienced me prior to me having to take away me, loved me. So I realized there was a disconnect, like everyone else there loved me except for the organizers. So maybe, maybe it's not me. And so what I regretted at first is that I'm too loud, I'm too much, I'm too red, I'm too smiley, I'm too singing, I'm too happy. Uh, Maybe that's not a regret. So instead, what I did is the next time they asked me to work for them, I said, "Um, I don't think you want me. I, I actually think that the problem is not me, it's or the qualities of me i think you are looking for someone different than me so i am going to respectfully decline because i i don't want to be that and when i did i had such a relief and ever since that day i i literally for for the first couple months wrote in the contract if you think i'm too smiley too happy sick too loud or i think <laughs> and i'm too much then you're not the client for me Yes. Uh, This is really powerful. Right. (laughs) It's making me think of an interview I did with someone who was talking about when you can start to say no in business 
and you, then you know you really made it in business. But then in this case, it's that thing where you go, okay, what what's my integrity and how am I going to actually show up in the way that is me? And if someone's asking you to be who you're not, then it's not a good match all the way around. You know, we could think about this in relationship, business, uh, being on stage, whatever it is. And it's hard because that FOMO steps in where you go like fear of missing out. What if, what if I don't get another opportunity like this? But then you had the courageous, you know, will to just go like, no, I, I, this isn't who I am. It's funny because what little I know of you, I can't imagine you going on stage in black and not smiling. <laughs> oh, it was so, it, oh, in fact, the funniest part of that is like, I would go up to people and they're like, okay, well, how do I find you later? And I go, oh, just look for me. I'm the lady in uh -huh. black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was wearing at the time. Now, the funny thing is, is they ended up coming back to me and they needed me to cover an event. And they said, um, we just need, uh, we need this or whatever. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll do it. Cause I'm, I'm forgiving and loving. And so I'm open-minded as well. Yeah. And I went and did another event for them. And it was an event in the Bahamas uh, soon after the hurricane. And they wanted it to be a selling event. They wanted to sell products and services. And the first couple people who went and so forth, there was a downness of the event. Mm -hmm. They came to me about midday break and said, Andrea, we need, need you to speak. Because mm -hmm. they also told me no speaking. I'm not speaking. I, and I'm like, fine. I wore black. I was quiet. I did their thing. Uh, and I knew that going in. So I agreed for this short thing. And they came to me and said, we need you to speak. And I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. And they're like, did you bring any of your red clothes with you? <laughs> and I'm like, well, of course I did. I wear red, except for when you tell me I have to wear black in this room. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, okay, so I'm allowed to wear red. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. And he's like, uh, and so then I go, well, uh, am I allowed to sing? <sighs> yes. Wow. Am I allowed? To, oh, the other thing they told me I wasn't funny. And I said, well, I laugh. And they're like, yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So then I said, can I be funny? And they're like, sure. And like, can I be too much? And they're like, I'm like, okay, I won't push it. <laughs> so I came out midday in red, did a 20 minute presentation, got everybody jived and happy and laughing. And we were, you know, I, I sang, I usually don't sing a whole song. I just sing a snippet, you know, like a million smiles is what we're gonna make, you know, something funny like that. And then I keep talking and the audience just lifted up right mm -hmm. after me. They had a guy come on to sell his big program and he sold like 12 packages. Yeah. Yeah. And in that moment, I realized my power that had I not, because some people say, well, don't you regret working for them again? Absolutely not. Because I never would have learned that actually everything they hated about me was exactly what they needed in a depressed economy where people were sad and they felt like they couldn't have hope and they weren't in a buying mood. But the second they were around me, they were open. They were, they felt trustworthy. They were, they were like, okay, I, these people care about us because I reflected that. Yeah. And then because I reflected that, I created that for the entire group. And so the man who went after me was able to sell. Now, could he have sold without me? Probably, because he's a great guy. But did he sell better with more confidence and more excitement because I was there first? Absolutely. And so those of you who are listening to this, you know, sometimes the things that we regret, um, you know, may maybe 
maybe we don't need to regret them. It's, it's okay. You know, the person who died that you didn't tell them you love them. Yeah, they know it. They forgive you. The only person who's holding on to that is you. Yeah. Well, and it, and to me, I go, it's that great learning lesson of you really, like you said, owning your power and stepping into that authenticity and going, here's who I am. Here's what I bring to the table. And, you know, being a person who can come into a room and light the room up is a huge gift. And light them up, up, up. See, there you go. <laughs> I don't sing, but I make, it's funny for people who only listen to the podcast. Like if they ever watch me on video, I'm like all over with my hands and my- Yeah, you move fingers. around great. Oh, I totally do. And on my YouTube, like it's hilarious. Sometimes when the thing gets frozen, I'm like, oh, wow, that is a face I am making. <laughs> oh yeah, it always freezes too on this. Totally. <laughs> and I'm very expressive. And I just go, if, if you don't like me in those ways, then you're not wanting what I have. You know, it's like even just being bold enough to be called NFA coaching, no fucking around coaching. You know, it's like, if you're oh, yeah. not resonating with that, then it's probably not a good jive. I want to talk about this for, for people listening, because this has to do with authenticity and you talking about how to step onto the red carpet with every connection, because that red carpet piece is to me, the, the boldness. Will you talk about what that means to you and a little bit about that part of your um, entrepreneurial endeavors? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, my friend named me the red carpet connection. Um, I owned another business and that's how he met me. Um, so I left law enforcement. My career started in law enforcement. I left law enforcement to study psychology of relationships and people and quickly found that I had a really great knack for being able to talk about topics that no one wanted to talk about, mm -hmm. um, like intimacy, sexuality, stuff like that. So I created Ignite Your Relationships. And from that business, I had a lot of clients who really trusted me. So I had, you know, judges, attorneys and police officers and celebrities and high corporate people who hired me to talk about their personal intimate lives. And then they liked me so much. They're like, Andrea, would you come to my corporation and, and talk to them about like, you know, um, just relationships in general or conflict resolution. And so I said, sure. And so I started doing that. And then I was, um, people knew me from the relationship business because I was on like CNN in 2020 and, and, and had been over like 2,000, 2,500 podcasts. I don't know, a whole bunch. Of, and so people knew me from that. And so they said, well, wait a minute, could you help me with publicity? And I said, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause I did it for myself. I, I can help you. So my friend said, you know, Andrea, you've got a whole nother business here. This is not ignite your relationships. This is something else. And I said, okay. And he said, you need a new name. And he said, you're, honey, you're the red carpet connection. He said, you really connect people to real red carpets and you're always on the red carpet. And even if there's no real red carpet, theoretically, because you help dreamers and visionaries, you help them by giving them a red carpet experience because you're able to see them at such a caliber um, with such great um, honor and respect with your eyes on them that you lift them higher than they could ever lift themselves and to believe in themselves higher than they ever dreamed possible. And so that's where the red carpet connection came from. And from that, I've made it a movement, Amanda, um, or doctor, should we, should I call you doctor? Amanda, Amanda what do you like? totally great. And yeah, I realized fine. I called okay. you Andrea instead of Andrea. So uh, yes, good, good clarification. I'm all the above anymore. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, and, Am um, Amanda's great. Yeah, and when you know when people started you know seeing me in that light like that, that's what really allowed uh, me to also start 
creating a movement out of it. So I tell people to live red or living red, you know, I use both interchangeably and red is an acronym. It stands for relevance, enthusiasm and delivery. And when you hit all three, you hit your target market every time. Now that has a circle back to my law enforcement days because in law enforcement, in order to get your police certification, you have to be able to be registered and certified to have firearms. And so when I went to the school to be trained in firearms, um, I first uh, shot, you know, and did well. And I was the first girl at that range to pass. Great. And I was the first person to ever get 100%. So when I say you hit your target market every time, I mean it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, I forgot about our, connect, our background connection in, in criminal justice yeah. industry um, and things relationships. So speak to listeners a little bit about what it means to show up as a red carpet person in your business, because it's, I I mean, I think that's such a fabulous metaphor to think about how we run our lives, run our businesses and think of every day going like, yeah, I'm a fabulous self-promoting entrepreneur because people really struggle with this. Yeah. Uh, So uh, let me first start by saying what it's not. A lot of times people think when I'm talking about showing up as red carpet, they think I mean showing up with the bling. In in fact, I I noticed when I put my hands up, I didn't have my watch or bracelet or all my rings on or my necklaces on. I'm like, oh, who cares? I mean, because that doesn't really matter because it's not about bling. It's not showing up in the fancy dress or fancy shoes. That's not what red carpet is about. Sure. You can choose to do that if you wish. If that's part of you and your branding, then show up that way. But Mm -hmm. to me, it's about how you show up here in your heart and soul and how that radiates through you. So you could be a red carpet person and be the person who wears jeans and a t-shirt and a ball cap because that's your red carpet. So the experience of the red carpet and how you show up is that you're present and you're authentic in who you are and what your message is and that you love what you do and you know what you do and you have a passion to share it with other people. If you can fulfill that, then people want to be around you. It's when you are second guessing yourself or feel like you have to be something that you're not when you're coming on as being an actor people see it and then they don't trust you and then they don't have that connection to you to want to be there with you. You have to really be able to buy into yourself and it's really about self-esteem and it's about having the support around you to have the people to, like I said, lift you up so that you can really feel that for yourself and you have to just show up in the world. I'm telling you, I tell people this, I I used to say this for the dating world and I say it for the business world And, and it's even funnier now that we're in COVID. Like if you don't get out there in the world, whether it's walking Walking out that door or walking out this door online or walking out that that camera hole right here. If you don't get out in either one of those places, the only people that you're going to meet in your world is your mailman, your newspaper delivery boy, if you even get one um, personally delivered anymore, and your pizza delivery guy. So you've got three people in your world that you are exposing, you know, connection to you have got to show up and be present and how you do that is you show up with a red carpet presence and that means you stand in the moment and you really shine on other people and you really put the light think of yourself as showing up on the red carpet with a mic on your hand not for you 
but to interview other people. Because when you network and connect, it's really about them. Honestly, people people kind of don't care about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, yeah. everyone. They care about how you make them feel, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What what you bring to the table, solution wise. What I'm curious when you bring it when you break it down, relevance, enthusiasm, and delivery. Will you speak to each of those a little bit, like what that means sure. for people in pub, in publicity? Because you know, I want to bring some practical tips to listeners and thinking about tips on how to master your pub publicity. <laughs> Couldn't get that word yeah. out. Well, that's okay. It, it, yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. Um. So uh, with publicity. Um, Relevance is about what's relevant to the moment, what's happening. So uh, for example, I have a client, Carmen Ventrucci. She actually just left to go on a around the United States tour with her whole family because they're forced to homeschool. She left corporate a year ago and she does corporate training and startup training. Um, and now she's doing it from an RV. You know why? Because no one can tell her she can't go anywhere or tell her to go home because all she has to do is step into her RV. She is home so she can still travel and go all over the world because she's in her home and they're doing it and so by her um i use her as an example because she knows what's relevant in the world so right now what she's doing to talk about what she's doing is she's showing people how you show up in the world even though we're landlocked and limited you know we're supposed to stay home how, how do you go out of that how do you break those boundaries and yet still be respectful of other people and health. She also, we went back and looked into her past. She wrote these amazing papers, research papers on hand sanitizer, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Who, who would have known that she was an expert on something that's so prevalent, prevalent, relevant, let's just use my word, relevant <laughs> to today, you know, and, and like actually people are dying now because of hand sanitizer. So she can speak on multiple topics about keeping people in a business safe. And yet she can also talk about the safety of how do we reconnect and help clients figure out um, what the community culture is in a corporate culture uh, because now they're hybrid. You know, mm -hmm. so we found relevance for what she's doing mm -hmm. right in the moment with uh, the company I'm working with now, Opus.Finance. I'm, I'm now a partner in this company. Opus.Finance, by the way, Amanda, I shared it with you, but to tell your audience, what's really cool about this group, it's our main goal is creating a decentralized processing system for everything, for banking for philanthropy, for energy, for agriculture, for education, you know, uh, we want people to have a say. So it's for the people, by the people, and we're creating it through the internet. So it's in blockchain, so it's safe. And you may have heard the word crypto, you know, things have crypto technology or, you know, and that means it's cryptic, so it's hidden. Well, that's good because you don't want people breaking in. But at the same time, we're creating it in such a way that yes, we're keeping the information cryptic so people can't block it and steal it or alter it. But we're making it not cryptic to everyone in the world. And we're, I just coined the term transparency. We want to be transparent 
with all of the currency and whatever those assets are, whether it's in banking, education, energy, and so forth, because it's for people by people. I mean, like we've really decided enough is enough. So opus.finance, it's relevant right now because look what's going on in our world with banking and people um, having you know fear. Uh, right now, people, I, I just heard rumors that in Australia, people are terrified that their homes are going to be foreclosed on them and that the banks are not going to let them have any money. And so whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it's true to the people I'm talking to. And so they're freaked out and they're starting to talk about rioting more about getting access to funding. Well, what if we can create that for them and make it safe? And this company, by the way, has been very successful in what they've done in the past. They've had their hands in Google and Facebook and the development of these things that have been powerhouses that people have depended on. Snapchat. TikTok, they, they're the ones who monetized Farmville, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> they've been successful in what they're doing. So it's relevant to the world right now. What's your oh, thoughts on that? Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I'm always thinking about listeners and, and relevance to them and thinking about in their business, how to shift, how to pivot in times that they need to pivot to be continuously relevant. And how one of the gifts of entrepreneurs is that constant adaptability to seeing what's relevant in the current time and pivoting and pivoting and pivoting and pivoting. So there's this, you know, competing kind of themes where you go like brand yourself, be an expert in this area, but then you're constantly learning and growing as you go based on the times constantly changing. You have to. Yeah. The best advice I ever got, Amanda, is I shared the stage with Anthony Hopkins, and um, I saw him speak, and then afterwards we were backstage, um, and and he, uh, I have a funny story too about him. He go, he goes, ah, oh, yes, the pretty girl in the red dress, pretty pretty girl. And then we're talking more, and he goes, yes, yes, the pretty girl in the red dress. It was so funny, <laughs> eerily creepy and exciting at the same time. But his <laughs> advice was, is that no matter how many awards he has, whether he, uh, you know, the Academy Awards, Oscars, it doesn't matter to him. He always has multiple coaches throughout his life, every movie, every film, dialect, movement, uh, speech, whatever it is, he wants to hone his craft to be excellent every time. And that's, uh, that's what I've always believed so when he said that I was just like oh we are so heart connected because I'm constantly thinking what can I do better I'm taking I'm getting I'm working on my second degree in entrepreneurology I have another one in public health community education and health promotion you know like like why am I doing that well, because my clients deserve for me to know more to be able to share with them so it's it's that flexibility and adaptability and you've got to listen and pay attention for me I get people on stages <laughs> what stages have they been on since February yeah. Zero, hardly. Yeah. So what am I doing? The funny thing is, is my business has gone even better than ever. And it's because I'm finding new ways. I'm going back to foundation. I'm going back to um, who they are and their reputation of who they are. And then we're getting them on more podcasts. We're talking more about conversion and really looking for what people need. So there's your another piece about relevance, you know, about creating that. Uh, did yeah. you want me to speak to the enthusiasm and delivery real quick too? I would love to. Um, I, we have eight more minutes. <laughs> so fast. Yeah. So, well, and I want to make sure we get through. So yeah, 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 absolutely. I want you to, and I'm being sensitive of time just to be aware of our schedule. I'm 
glad that you are because uh, <laughs> we need to be respectful of the people after me. So, so enthusiasm. All right. So enthusiasm, you know, like you just got to be passionate and excited about what you're doing because who wants to, oh, I have a good story about this. <laughs> My husband and I went to a baseball game once at the, for the Mud Hens in Toledo and this kid was selling um, drinks. Oh, I happen to have a drink here in a, in a non, in a cup and he'd go, lemon shakes. Who wants a lemon shake? I like them. I, in fact, I can't even be that depressed. I'm trying to be like <laughs> lemon shakes. I like them. You need to put your, the black like, dress back on. <laughs> and we were like cracking up because we were like, no one wants a lemon shake because you're so depressed about it. You know, instead of going lemon shakes, I love them. Who wants a lemon shake? You know, it, it really makes a difference. If you're not enthusiastic about your stuff, then nobody else is going to be. Yeah. If you can't be your own cheerleader, then you better find another team to be selling for you because you are hurting your own product line. And then the last one is delivery. And, you know, that's showing up and showing up with the product. You got to deliver. You got to show up. If you make an appointment, you got to show up. And if you're going to be late, like today, I reached out to Amanda. I was on another show and they were running late. And I'm like, this is what's happening. I needed to let her know right in the moment. So that way I could either tell these people I have to jump or I have to reschedule you. And how can I appease both of you? Because in an ultimate world, I didn't want either one of them to have to appease either one of them. But we have a time that we're set on. And while I do believe I have the power to bend time. I can't always bend it both ways. So I needed to figure out how can I, how can I accommodate everyone and give them what they need? So you've got to be able to do that. You just got to keep them in the know, keep them in the know. Yeah. Well, and I, 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 it's interesting because when you said delivery, what came to my mind was how you deliver your message. Uh, it sounds like it's multidimensional meaning for you. Yeah very much. Yeah. Yes. It's in your creativity. It's in your presence. It's in your, whether it's a package, you know, like, so the keep smiling movement, you know, we have these cards that say keep smiling, but how they show up in another, another country or another language makes a big deal as well. So it's again, yeah. delivery that way, whether you sing, whether you dance, it, it just depends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome tips. Um, I want to, I want to ask before we go to what your top three max potential habits are, what would you say for listeners is one big key takeaway in terms of publicity and, and promoting themselves, you know, when they're stepping in to the spotlight, I love this. You, one of the titles you said was step into the spotlight, how to shine brighter and bolder. What would you say is a key tip there? Uh, the, the best thing that you could ever do is when you're on any kind of media or you approach them about media, it is so not about you being on their show. Me being on Amanda's show today has nothing to do with me. What it has to do with what I can deliver to you, her audience, to help her her shine so that she's delivering high content, high value that's also entertaining. And how can I come to her and let her know what I have of value? Now, we already have a, a relationship, and she knows that um, I'm considered like one of the top 1% um, players on LinkedIn. Uh, at least I was in 2013 when they sent me a letter. And so I have, I'm, I've maxed out 30,000 connections and, and then 33,000, 33, something like that. I don't know, followers or whatever. So I have good connection. So when I share this on my page, she knows that I have a good audience to pay attention to. She also knows I executive produce other radio shows. So I was able to come to her with, hey, not only would I like to do this, and I would like to be on your show where I can show you off to multiple people, but I can also give back to you. So you don't have to have what I have. 
in order to do this, but you have whatever you do have. So offer that to them, come to them with service. You know, that, that's, that's that key thing is being a servant to others is going to really maximize what you do. Mm. I appreciate that. That's such a powerful tip because, you know, I'm thinking about, I work with uh, business builders in a lot of different areas. And one of the things we talk about is, you know, three ways to grow your business. You can either do all organic outreach. You can do it through your affiliate net, the affiliations in your network, or you can do paid advertising are three ways to grow your business. And, you know, you think about that, it's like, how can I show up and bring something to the table for you? And, and then you reciprocate and we create these win-win connections that then we get to shine in the spotlight for each other's communities and grow yeah. together. And it's, it's such a, it, it, to me, it's been incredible, the people I've met on LinkedIn and be connected in different networking groups that I'm involved with to just, I've built my entire business that way. My, mine's all organic, by the way. I, I, yeah. um, I'm open to paid. I'm open to it. In fact, we've talked about doing it for some things for me in the future, but everything I've done, my, my entire life has been organic. Yeah. That's just who yeah. I've been. You're just a, you're a master networker. And it's interesting because people have asked me too, and I actually have a really, a pretty small audience compared to other people. And I built from, you know, in my first year of business, I went from, I was on food stamps and then I started my business. And then in my first year, I went to six figures in a year. And that was all organic networking. I haven't until tomorrow done any paid advertising. I'm, I'm watching a new until program tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, like I said, it's, it, you know, and it's a good thing. And the reason that a paid is a good thing is because there are other audiences that um, we probably uh, wouldn't reach if we didn't do the paid because yeah. some people need that to show up to them differently. Yeah. in order for us to show up in front of them. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's actually a very beautiful gift that we can give to other people by paying to get in front of them because truly what they want is what we're putting in front of them. Otherwise, they would have never, ever followed through to begin yeah. with. It's such a great point because I think about how many places, how many courses and people and mentors I've met and colleagues and, and networking acquaintances through paid advertising that where they were paying and I found them through those methods. So I think it's incredible. Yeah. And it will, it'll be, it's starting tomorrow, not at the time of this release, but at the time of this recording. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. Um, yeah. Okay. Share with listeners the top three max potential habits that you believe got you where you are today. So my habits are different than others that you might hear. And that's because I work on a different clocking system. Um, I like to work really late at night. Uh, that for me is when I enjoy that. And the people in California are still awake. So, <laughs> so I adjust my calendar for people. Um, that is a habit for me and I sleep late. So that doesn't mean I don't, um, I do wake up between four and 7am and do a little bit of work on my phone and take I do take phone calls. I take them in bed. <laughs> so they, I don't tell them I'm there, but I, I am in bed. And, <laughs> nice. um, and then I go back to sleep because I have this happy sleep time, usually between, at least between like between the seven and nine-ish. That's my sleep time. That, or I love to sleep the most. And most people are like shocked, but that works for me. So I'd rather stay up till midnight, one o'clock, and then get up and do that little bit of work between that, you know, four to seven happy hour, and then have my little happy time of sleep. So that's my habit. My other habit is, is if I'm invited to something, I figure it out and I show up. I am known as the person who 
figures it out and shows up. That's a habit of mine. If I'm invited, I'll figure it out. If you live in Italy and you invite me to come over and stay at your house, you better be prepared. I am buying a ticket and I will show up. I will. So that is my second habit. What is my third habit? Um, uh, so my third habit is to do things right in the moment. So for example, um, yesterday I was on my friend Manny uh, Lopez's um, Network of Influence event. Um, he's got Les Brown on speaking right now, actually. And uh, as I would meet people, I would get their phone number and text them right in the moment. And the second I text them, I also get all their contact information from them, put it in my phone, and then I write Manny's NOI because I want to know where I met that person and how I met that person. So for example, today, if you guys reach out to me at the uh, www.theredcarpetconnection.com, I'm going to ask you, how did you find out about me? You're going to say, Dr. Amanda. And I am going to write that I met her, I met you, or on Amanda's show so that if we ever work together in a different capacity or when we work together in a different capacity, then I want to make sure to thank her. I may even monetize the thank you depending on what we do together or at least create some kind of opportunity for her. Now, she's never expected that from me, but that's what I do. That's my habit to make sure to love on the people that created opportunities and open doors and windows for me because that's who I am and that's my habit. And then I instantly text back and forth with those people to create a relationship because if we don't create a relationship, besides being friends on LinkedIn, be connected or Facebook or Telegram, then, then, oh, by the way, opus.finance is backed Telegram too, just so you know. <laughs> they have such really cool back bragging rights. They're such an amazing company, but that's, but that's it. That's, that's my habit of stay engaged, building real relationships. I'm probably one of the rarest people that you go, well, how many people do you really know on your Facebook page or on your LinkedIn? And I'm like, oh, out of the 30,000, I probably know about 20,000 of them personally, maybe more. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I'm one of those oddballs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it opens so many doors of opportunities for both of, for all of the people you meet for you and for them. And I, I'm really an advocate of that as well. I've been, it's funny because I, you know, my cell phone things, I don't give my cell phone number, but I connect with people. Like I send them videos when I connect with them. I send audio messages on LinkedIn. I always schedule Zooms. I have had a hundred Zoom meetings with my new connections. Like I just go for it because I go, Hey, who knows what's possible when we connect and I, you know, I want, I take notes. I have almost like, it's funny from my grad school days. It's like an annotated bibliography is what it feels like, <laughs> but it's like, I take notes exactly like you do. Where did I meet you? What do you do? Because then when someone meets, introduces themselves to me and they go, Oh, I need a publicist. I'm like, Oh, I've got Andrea in my back pocket. Here we go. Let's connect you two. So I, I love that. Those are great tips. Um, you shared your website for red carpet. Will you share the Opus um, finance information? Is there, or, or would they go to red carpet to get that information from you? Uh, they, they, I'm, I'm right now the current spokesperson for it. So you can reach out to me at the www.theredcarpetconnection.com. Okay. I also have an assessment there. If you're serious about talking to me that they can link up to me and opus.finance is literally opus, O-P-E-S dot finance. And we're right now getting ready to release a new currency, cryptocurrency, which I'm calling transcurrency. And if you want to know more about that, it's um, a, a DeFi Ethereum um, currency and uh, reach out to me because uh, 
you want to be in the know. And we want to be transparent and let people know that we have that available if that's your thing or if you want to learn more about it. We're trying to teach the common layperson how they can get involved. Awesome. Ooh, I'll put those links in the show notes, of course. Thank you so much for being here and your fabulous red and singing to us. I've never had anyone sing to us yet on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah. suddenly things will never be the same. <laughs> Keep smiling too. Awesome. This Thank is my other you. baby. So the Keep Smiling movement. And you'll hear more about this later. I, uh, the co-founder, Ken, is scheduled to be on with you at some point. So yeah, yep. He's coming on soon. Awesome. Thank you, Andrea. Have a, an incredible day. Thank you all of you for being here again for another week of Max Potential Habits. We hope that you have a Max Potential week where you thrive and feel alive by shining your spotlight in your red carpet way by being authentically you. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one -on -one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.